And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Welcome to Steamy Potential. That's right. Steamy Potential. And if you're asking yourself, mm. what, what what is this show about? Is it about... You dumb idiot. Is it about Steam? The mm-hmm. video game bloody <laughs> place that people go to to get them? <laughs> the store? What do you call that? <laughs> platform? I guess a platform. Is it about potential for games um, about that? No. Mm. Is it about renewable energies, mainly steam and its potential? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. What is it about? Well, quite clearly, it's about two guys trying to come up with great ideas for terrible TV shows. Mm. And it's called Steamy Potential Way? Well, we spent months, months, I tell you, months trying to come up with the perfect name. Uh, yeah. And we had some pretty good contenders. Unfortunately, a lot of the ones yeah. we picked were already taken. So, like, you know, we wanted, we, you know, it's about TV show pilots and ideas for TV shows. So, we're kind of looking at things like Flight School or, um, mm. you know, uh, the the la- the Runway or yeah. Pilot Boys. Or some other ones. Yeah, you know, we had... Uh, absolute bangers. Pontius Pilots uh, mm. deciding whether TV shows live or die. It's kind of nice. Um, um Pilots of Penzance. Great. What a name. What a great name. Uh, um, yeah, I almost don't want to scroll back through all these great names because I'll just feel sad again. Yeah. But we made our bed. So then we were, so like, <laughs> we were like, let's just pick a word brand, each. Brand in it. And whatever that word mm-hmm. is, that, that'll be the, the podcast name. Yeah. And so uh, I thought long and hard about a word. And my word mm-hmm. was potential. Because I was like, well, these mm-hmm. shows have potential. And Dan, you chose I, Steamy. I thought, I, th- I thought for long and three minutes while I made a cup of tea just before we had the call. And for some reason, Steam came to my head. <laughs> and through the magic of cinema, we combined them. And now we have Steamy Potential. Now we have something not quite as good as either. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Less than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Is Steamy Potential. But you know what? The name doesn't matter. What is in a name? No. Would a podcast be as good as any other podcast? Should it have a name that reflects the nature in which the material and content <laughs> of that podcast is reflected? I'm so old. <laughs> so old and tired. Um, no, I think Shakespeare, Shakespeare would agree. You definitely agree. This will smell so sweet. Um, anyway, we're trying to get to at least 100 ideas for television shows. We discuss, you know, mm. who would be in them, uh, you know, whether or not they'd get return seasons, you know, the longevity, the network ability. And we do this uh, with, the, with no knowledge of the television industry. That's key, I think. I think you want to go in blind without... You know, a bunch of baggage weighing you down about what is allowed to be on TV. You know, what words can you say in TV? Um, what do people in TV expect you to know about TV? I think if you go in fresh, 
like a newborn baby. Yeah. And just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. That's how true greatness is achieved. And like, even if you were a pro TV man. Mm-hmm. That's right. Woman, That's what they're called. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to make good TV. Right? No. So like you've had some of the best seasoned TV pers- TV TVers making terrible shows. Right. Yes, very good. Good callback. Like, um, okay, case in point, um, Big Little Lies. don't know if you ever saw that one. Kidman. Kidman and Witherspoon and Bang. Real, like, set of bangers. Great, great TV show. Mm. Did you ever get around that one? I, di- I didn't see it, but I have. I do not of. Okay. Really good. I don't really watch really a lot really of TV. Based on... <laughs> It's not for me. I know. I'm going to probably just stop asking you, so and we'll just skip straight to <laughs> Maybe I'll just talk about a show, and if you've seen it, just feel free to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, great show. Also has... I'll take uh, your word for it. One of, one of the Skarsgård brothers. Oh. They do good work. They do do mm. good work. Mm, they do do. Mm, do do. And this is based on a book by, I think, Leanne Moriarty. Le- Moriarty? Um. And yeah, it just went off. It was a huge show, really, really cool. Lots of like cool twists, who done it. Um, just a, a great cast. Then along comes um, another Leanne Moriarty show made into a TV show, which we've just finished watching, which is Nine Perfect Strangers. And it's a whole stinking pile of shit. <laughs> and it's also headed by Nicole Kidman, who's doing a. I don't know, I guess an Australian, American, Russian accent the whole time. Which is kind of a hot mess. She's can't get a fucking can't get her hands around it, huh? She can't nail it down. It's bizarre because I again I haven't looked into any of the haven't researched this at all. But my impression is, and feel free to if anyone out there knows better, tell me. I think it was made during lockdown. So so it's like the premises. All of them go to a, a like a spa retreat to get themselves right. They're all fucked up in their own particular way. And why have they all been assembled? You know, it's kind of got a bit of a sore thing to it like who why were they chosen and nicole kidman's the head of this wellness retreat like a you know psychologist who's interested in like lsd and and new age um techniques and yeah super fun but i think they made it in australia because you know that was the only place you could make anything in i guess the year 2000 but they just they imported like half of the actors are american and then the other half are australian like it's got um Old mate from um, Offspring, main character of Offspring. Um, she's doing an American accent. They're all doing an American accent, and it's just bizarre. And it's it's meant to be in California or something, but of <laughs> course, there's like gum gum trees everywhere, and it's just got that kind of light that can only be an Australian light. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, it's re- it doesn't work. The whole thing just feels so tense because you know that they're all faking it. It's like why not just situated in australia why not just say you know i brought you out here to australia where you, the only place you can get proper wellness treatment and then everyone can do their normal australian, <laughs> australian accent. Well, yeah so, such a weird conceit like yeah. why does it have to be american hi we're in australia that's just because sometimes some people live here <laughs> things <laughs> happen here yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah turns out also a country also, people yeah. live here and do sometimes similar things to... Yes. It's not so different to, from your place. I think you'll find a few <laughs> similarities. 
Yeah. At, um, we have McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Except we call it Maccas. That's right. It's a bit different, I know. But I tell you what, I'm pretty sure you'll catch on quite quickly. We also have filet of fish. Yeah, you know, but then, this, and, and, and around that time as well, this, this thing was perplexed me. It was just, you know, Australia is filled with, with uh, actors who are desperate for, for work and roles, especially because nothing comes mm. to Australia, right? Like, no, very no. little. And, or, and most of it is pitched here. And, you know, we only really have, we only got three television channels and only a couple of them actually produce TV shows. So mm. when, 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 you know, it's like, well, yeah, we've got a whole industry here, but we're still going to like fly out a bunch of Americans and make it kind of pretend it's in America. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe just for like this six months, just hire the people that are here. <laughs> like just give them a job for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> then they can go back to like... doing children's birthday parties and fucking commercials <laughs> they go back to that Cameos for the rest of their life play school or whatever. right but you know just for yeah. this this little fucking one time just give them the fucking job jesus mm. yeah i totally agree you know I, I know plenty of people who are like we're like oh yeah we like our studio it, like instead of oh yeah great um things need to get made here we've got jobs they'd like fly down like warner brother guys and they'd like basically they'd fly the brothers down the warner brothers mm. And like Both they'd be the like, oh yeah, they're having their meeting in this room, so you guys have to clear out. And so like, mm. instead of like, oh yeah, we got jobs now, it was actually just kind of like <laughs> disrupting. It's like, oh, we don't get the new good jobs, and also our current jobs are like heavily disrupted because we have to make room mm. for. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Also, the Warner Brothers. Are they like just a couple of brothers who are really good at warning people about what's coming? Is that anything? It, we'll cut. We'll we'll cut that. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember to cut. That. I'm going to take that that sound bite mm-hmm. and I'm going to yeah put it through this episode four or five times as if <laughs> <laughs> as if you <laughs> just every now and then I'm going to edit it into my eulogy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talk about anything like yeah mm. and also Warner Brothers are they just brothers that are warning people all the time <laughs> followed by 30 seconds of silence and then the conversation will resume do it <laughs> you don't have the fucking balls <laughs> uh, yes I do um, alright shall we yes um, let's crack in Breeze through our core competency. Um, is it your go? I'm trying to remember. Whose go is it? Um, I mean, I know I kicked off last time mm. with uh, Be Like Bradley or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, Brad Breeze. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy yeah, like, to like forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was two hours ago Rick recorded that. Not only that, but like, I know who Stephen Bradbury is. Like, yeah. he's not a character <laughs> I invented. No, like, you're not like linking the memory to anything. You're just trying to remember the the sound utterances. <laughs> yeah, like Bree Bree Mike Bradbury. <laughs> I think it was English words, but I'm not totally sure. 
I'm sure they had meaning at the time. <laughs> like when you just wrote learn and answer in like a test. <laughs> like these are just words yeah, exactly. that I know fit in order. <laughs> Don't make me to explain yeah. if I truly understand it. Yeah. That's how you have all conversations. Um yeah, I mean I'm happy to go first. Yeah, why don't you but kick uh, us off? Yeah. Give us a give us a Okay. Um okay, so this one is a family sitcom. Mm. Um Mika has just graduated from journalism school and her boyfriend takes her out to dinner and then they have a drug-filled night of partying. She ends up going a bit overboard and wakes up having had a threesome and not remembering it. She's embarrassed, especially because she should really be upholding the family's good name. You see, she's from a famous line of journalists and her TV anchor father graduated from the same New York journalism school that she did. Due to her family name, she easily gets a job But during the first day at work, an expose lands on TV that reveals her wild night. Throughout the pilot, we see snippets of this expose. It's really harsh, and it seems to know intricate details of her life. She spends her first week on the job uh, investigating who made the slam piece, and eventually she realizes that the only person who could have sold her out is her boyfriend. They fight and break up. The episode ends with her family... Uh, her mother, father, brother and sister, who are all famous journalists, taking her out to dinner to celebrate graduating and the new job. And they all announce gleefully that they put together the slam piece to welcome her into the world of expose journalism. (laughs) Hazing their children is a family tradition. She promises to tear them apart with her own character assassination exposés. The show revolves around exposés of each family member made by the other, Uh, the other family members, until their lives are completely destroyed. At least until the next episode, when they're back to fame and fortune. (laughs) How long is this first episode? (laughs) I think they're like... uh, (laughs) I think they're like 40-minute episodes. Okay. I think they're they're kind of like like a veep style. Never seen it. I know. (laughs) I'm just making random words at this point. <laughs> Veep. They're kind of like a boopy. <laughs> you ever seen Boopy? <laughs> it's the hottest new show on HBO. It's uh, the prequel to <laughs> Boopoo. <laughs> um, okay, so it's kind of like Veep. Yeah. Well, let's say it's kind of like it's an arrested development in the sense that like you've got a bunch of like spoiled entitled family members. They're all in the same job. They're all like investigative journalists um, who like host, you know, news shows and write for, uh, you know, Wall Street Journal and big newspapers and write blogs on, uh, I don't know, BuzzFeed. Like, so they've like really got their um, sort of uh, finger on the pulse of of TV, and they they just release like trash journalism. Great, and they just get into this cycle of releasing stories only about each other. That like spirals out of control, and that is that. Now you said is that just the first episode, or is that like the whole TV show? I think it's so. It's the whole TV show in the way that, for example, like Thirty Rock. I mean, the whole TV show is just Liz Lemon preparing episodes of her show, right? Except that they end up, and maybe the first season there is a lot of that. So you, maybe the first season of this, you see a lot of the exposés, like half of the episode. I think it'd be fun actually film the exposés great and then have like like show the expose and then the next scene is like 
kind of following the person as they after they've watched it and they're like super annoyed and then or maybe it shows what really happened when they were out doing whatever like when they had a nip slip or something love it uh, love it love it and then and then i think you can stop doing it after the first maybe few episodes or season or something then you then it's like you get it yeah no you get what they make very fun cause that, and everyone loves a good expose mm. everyone loves a good like yeah like a mini documentary about someone's life um exactly now and and, and so that okay so they're a family of media moguls mm. is it that are they all do they work in the same like news headquarters or are they um like different like you know is is one of them works for like yeah like the finance financial report one works for time magazine one works for you know nbc i'm i'm assuming I they're, think they're spread around um, yeah, despite my my big round <laughs> before about <laughs> yes yes um yeah maybe i i i spiked it i think i mentioned a new york journalism school um, but i guess it could be anyway it could be british actually that could work pretty well also maybe yeah it could be quite a good Ooh, england fun england good with scandals yeah yeah, especially like those, you know, like a good page six or... Mm, you know, yeah, one of these. the bloody mm, the sun or the yeah. mirror or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so, so they're uh, all... I think they're all... I think they're all different. I think they're like... And moreover, I think maybe you've got like, you know, like maybe the mum is at, is at CNN and, and one of like the brothers is like a real conservative like radio show, like Fox radio jockey. Yeah, right, like a real Alan um, Jones... Yeah, and th- at the end of the day, like it's they all take their jobs very seriously, and they like slam each other. But then at the end of every episode, they just get together and like laugh about it and get drunk. Because I think it'd be interesting to see if they're in specific industries, what uh, particular like like. I'm just, so these families are like not only are they doing exposés, but they're also like mm. setting them up. You know, it's not like oh yeah, I filmed you doing yeah. something dodgy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I put you in that position of doing something dodgy. Yeah. yeah I entrapped you. Yeah, so, okay, so in the case of, like, the threesome, maybe it turns out, like, they've paid off a prostitute to, like, hook up with her, and then they all like, kind of laugh about it later, and she's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You've ruined my life. You know, yeah, like... I think you're right. Yeah. And, like, if it's, uh, you know, and if, say, the, the brother is the, like, alt-right... Uh, mm-hmm disc jockey who incites you know racial violence and yeah uh, propaganda right. uh like you know they like set him up to like be caught i don't know giving out food in a soup kitchen to yeah. <laughs> disadvantaged people like <laughs> yeah 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 like they frame him like he goes to some fundraiser he thinks he's raising funds for some anti-vax movement and they've like sent him to the wrong one and he gives like a speech at the the like energy like renewable energy fundraiser or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah take a bunch of pictures and then slam him for it so each one yeah, i think you get a lot of a lot of juice out of that yeah very tasty very t- and fun as well because especially some of these like figures you know they they really they do you know it's it's very much seeded in real life you know those mm. um those those alan jones those or what's in america there's one i think it's a guy called alex jones isn't there weirdly enough there is an Alex Jones. Yeah, America's yeah. got Alex Jones. Australia's got Alan Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Both. <laughs> both Jones and... Both, both Jones and for some fucking discontent. Uh, yeah. You know, and like, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got your Sky Newsers and your your Fox Newsers right. and you've got your... Sky would be the Fox, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then you've you've also got your 
yeah, yeah, ABC, yeah, progressive, supposedly neutral that the right hates <laughs> but the left like, and yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah, like these these things are real. So I think it's fun. It'd be fun to watch all of them get mm. <laughs> get destroyed in a way that is um, uh, contradictory, that is ironic. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're right, and it'd be nice to have the characters. Like, I imagine her, you know, she's kind of the main tar- character and she's fresh and idealistic. She comes out and gets a job at some, I don't know, like, activistic, progressive blog or something. And it's an up-and-coming blog. Like, I think their, like, their family dynamics can reflect which place they work at. You know, maybe the dad is, like, an old kind of mainstream. He's just holds the center. Everyone respects him and he's some anchor on CNN or something. The brother's, like, always stirring up shit and he works like their kind of personality can come out through the the place that they work at and you get to like treat them as the sort of stand-in for the whole industry that they work for. yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um and i really think okay now here's where maybe you might disagree mm-hmm. i think david spade should be the dad <laughs> okay good and, and need, yeah. it's only because after i like kind of sat down and, and banged it out then i realized like it's kind of like the 2021 version of just shoot me <laughs> get around just shoot me i loved just shoot me yeah, yeah me too yeah. i haven't thought about it in a long no, time no no bloody jack um there's a magazine right they like work for a magazine yeah um, blush yeah jack gallo blush. Jack. dennis dennis finch yeah good maya um, Maya, yeah, you got it. Great. Maya Gallo, the daughter. What was the name of the photographer? Like that was like kind of the baldy guy. Yeah. Nina. <laughs> yeah, like all of them are hits. Um, Elliot was the photographer. Yeah, great. And then you fight. Like that's all they had. They only had five characters. I don't think they ever had a different actor on there. Five <laughs> people, all in the same room for like tw- twenty-three minutes, and it just slaps. Ah. Oh. It's the funniest thing. And then I realized maybe this is just part of the just just shoot me verse. The just shoot a verse. Ooh. Where like they, like Dennis has kind of like grown up to sort of run the company after Jack dies. And, you know, Ma- he's married. Maybe he's married Maya. She's the mom. And they've got kids. And now like this Mika is, is the new kind of um, idealistic upstart. Great. It's just... Then you get all that powerful just shoot me heat that everyone remembers and loves. Everyone's been calling for it's so it's an, an unofficial sequel and it's obvious because obviously yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also set in England. Um <laughs> Yeah. So they all have to do British accents. <laughs> yeah, and I think um I think uh David Spade has it in him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a versatile actor. Oh. And I think it being unofficial is is key. I mean if I, like they're obviously gonna be the Finch family. And he will have the name Dennis Finch. But, you know, you never have to f- legally recognize the fact that it's a it's a sequel. Uh, you can't copyright a name, can you? No. Like, no, no, if, no, 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 no. What if we called one of our characters Harry Potter? That's fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, is he a teenage wizard? Is he a British teenage wizard? No. Because... <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a killer. No, he's a murderer. He's a sex killer. 
<laughs> Bizarrely, wait, why do they call him Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah, he's a sex killer uh, in this yeah. TV show. Is that okay? That's fine, as long as we just keep it light and kind of... It's a comedy first. Yeah. And a vicious J.K. Rowling takedown second. Really get deep into the the role one. Okay, so, okay, so it's an unofficial sequel set in England to... Mm-hmm. Just Shoot Me, mm-hmm. where we have this yes. family who are <laughs> just trying to take each other down. They just got a vendetta against each other, and yet they don't. Like, yeah, they they still get together. They all have up. fun at the end. I think I I would love to get some um, Always Sunny sort of dynamic in there, where it's just like, okay, all these people hate each other, but they're family, right? So they're constantly and... teaming up and also double crossing each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bit of like Gossip Girl vibe to it as well. Yeah, good. Get some of that. But all British. And David Spade. <laughs> extremely polite. And David Spade as his character from Just Shoot Me. Just Shoot Me. Very. <laughs> so he's moved <laughs> since to He England. has moved. <laughs> and, and he's adopted the Queens. And, and the writers whose you know, fan base is mainly in America wanted to give mm-hmm. people British names, Britishy names. Mm-hmm. That's recognizable. Mm-hmm. So they kind of came up with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> is the sun. Exactly. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Yes, I'm David Dennis Finch. <laughs> or, sorry, De- Dennis Finchy, Finchilliman. Yep. <laughs> and this is my son, Harry Potter. I named him after I moved here because <laughs> I want to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a high-powered media mogul And I'm trying to fit in That's my son Harry I just, Potter. just want to be accepted and His wife yeah. And his wife Hugh exactly. Grant His wife Hermione Granger <laughs> Wait Did I name his wife? It's not <laughs> Are they brother and sister? I'm not sure how this anyway. works Yeah, great Yeah Yeah Yeah, dig it Very much dig it um, Okay So, and and, and, and what is is there progression here? Like where where are they where are they headed? Like I I, I see that the where, where is this where is this leading to? Um, I think it obviously phases out the expose thing, and they I think they maybe just by the end of the first season they actually properly destroy each other, like they destroy their careers. Um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe it. Maybe you just go with like some poetic license and kind of season two starts and they're just back to back to normal. Like they've forgotten. Maybe you just like you just throw away any sense of arc. Like just, I mean, just like just shoot me, oh, which yeah. was so standalone and had really no overarching themes or plot lines. I think as the spiritual successor to it, this does the same thing. I mean, you want to talk about you know, it was so mm-hmm. so wrapped up in in modern you know arcs and. Because people have like binge shows nowadays. I think we just say like, fuck you, you can binge it, but it's not going to be satisfying because there's no running storyline. I'm sorry. I mean, you can just do what, what, I mean, you said 30 Rock. It seems to me like at the Mm -hmm. end of every season, it's just like Liz Lemon had, we just went on holiday and now she's back. (laughs) Yeah. And everything's reset. (laughs) Like, ah, back for another season after such a good yeah. holiday yeah. <laughs> back into it <laughs> yeah yeah i think because it's also in the media industry right it's in the in the biz so you just get to say like well one you know one news cycle later 
everyone forgets, you know, because everyone does forget the news from like a month ago. Mm. Doesn't matter how they just keep one upping each other, and and everyone still just forgets and goes numb to it. Maybe you, and that's the point of the show. And and maybe you wanna, uh, maybe you wanna, yeah, maybe you wanna tell something a bit deeper there about mm. this uh, constant takedown culture that exists. Of we, I mean, we love we love a good um, we love a good haranguing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, part of what made me think of the idea was that we just watched the Britney Spears documentary last night. Oh, I really want to see that. Mm, it's a banger. Um, and okay, this the, it's an expose of the people that that you know kind of trapped her and and put her in the conservatorship. But still, there's been more than more than enough exposes in the other direction, right? That are just like takedowns of of her, oh, Britney Spears, the, yeah. You know, d- during her breakdown, she's yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Which, in retrospect, seem horrifically brutal, <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> now that she's a slave, slave. Um, but uh, they're great. I think there's an art to it. I love it's so, it's so fun to watch a good like slam. Yeah, exposed. Nothing makes you feel better about yourself than seeing someone who is like rich and wealthy and good looking mm-hmm. or whatever just fucking get it. Get the just fucking get what's coming. Yeah, just <laughs> like ah, mm. oh, yeah, like here I am sitting on my fucking th- on my floor in my rental apartment, fucking <laughs> watching TV. But right now, I'm better than you. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, just for the record, Nick made a kind of masturbatory motion. Um, it probably wasn't <laughs> evident from the audio, but. I think it's important that they know that. I'll edit. I'll edit some noises in later. Okay, good. Like a perfect. We'll have that for ten minutes. <laughs> really flesh this episode out. Double episode yeah. today, guys. <laughs> so what fleshy. a treat! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're in for a real treat. Um, um mostly fleshy banging. <laughs> fleshy banging. It's a good name for a podcast. Fleshy banging. <laughs> Can we change Maybe the I name? Have lost my compass. <laughs> Wait, I've gone cross-eyed. These are the names for podcasts. Fleshy banging. <laughs> Not a good name for anything. <laughs> I'm so confused. My compass is so way off now. What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Anyway, let's let's uh, let's okay. let's put a little bow in this Wrap episode. So, yeah. um, <laughs> okay, so it begins as as just a comical takedown, but later on, we, we begin to really tell some messages about um, yeah about this uh, this culture of of hating on the the rich and famous. Yeah, um, yeah, we get deep, and the family, you know, expands. I guess so you can add more people to the family and. They, I don't know, adopt, have kid, more kids. Just keep adding hot new characters. And yeah, you gotta. I think it's gonna last a while. Ah, I'm not too worried. Like I said, and, and I know I said it'll, it'll like point out, you know, this this culture of petting on celebrities, but also people love mm. it. So, like, it'll point it out, yeah. but also use it to <laughs> to get people to watch yeah. it. So, and I think like at least once per season, you can do like a charmed thing where they're like, oh, there's another sister. Oh, I forgot about that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chump thing. Once was like, per year. <laughs> there's 
I had another sister. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't know. Nah. But... <laughs> Well, we added a sister. Well, that's good because the last one is gone. <laughs> uh, we lost an actor. I mean, a sister. But weirdly coincidental. <laughs> that last sister was so hard to work with. I mean, died by a demon. <laughs> anyway, new actress. I mean, new sister that we didn't know we had, but we definitely had all along. Yeah. Fuck you, I hope child. she's better to work with. <laughs> Turns out she was. Mm. Yeah, she was. Mm. Yeah, they're best friends. They're best friends. Um, great. Uh, how many seasons do I give it? How many? Did, That's the question. How many did uh, Thirty Rock get? Seven. Thirty Rock. Mu- uh, they must be up to at least eight. Just Shoot Me got seven. <laughs> <laughs> but I found out they only released like three of them onto DVD. <laughs> Just say couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Just couldn't afford the DVDs. Um, you can watch it partly on YouTube, um, I guess, because the, <laughs> as an article pointed out, the lawyers couldn't be bothered to like sue their way back to them. Um, no, I think you're right. Yeah, thirty rock seven seasons so far. I mean, look, if Just Shoot Me got seven, and you know yeah. they only filmed three episodes. And somehow re <laughs> re-edited that one episode a hundred and forty times. Uh, yeah, they just like filmed a hundred hours of David Spade tittering, <laughs> and they just like vo- voice modulated that into words. Gremlin, enjoy things, Jack. <laughs> it can speak. <laughs> it's beginning to believe. Eventually, the program began to interact with the other actors without them having to <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we just need to get uh, one hour of shots of David Spade walking in and out of this room. <laughs> Look, yeah, the, the rest we can build from an AI yeah. based on him. Yeah. The best we can just get blonde kids. We just shoot it from behind. <laughs> yeah, he is mostly shot from behind and always standing on a pedestal. <laughs> I can't work with yeah. this. You will. <laughs> you will work with it. Just say your line. Uh, yeah, in which case, if they can get 107 episodes... Or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm giving. I'm giving this one at least fifty more. I'm giving it nine seasons. Great. Um, I didn't give it a name, but now that I'm thinking about it, it could be like just, just shoot us. Just, just, just shoot us. Just kill me. Just shoot you. Just kill me. <laughs> just kill me. <laughs> a David Spade documentary. <laughs> just somebody kill me, please. <laughs> Um, Just Kill Me is a great name for a TV show On the basis of that name alone It gets at least two seasons (laughs) Yeah And only two seasons That's two seasons from Dan That's nine seasons from me We'll meet in in the middle Five seasons Perfect Perfect And I guess we'll be back right after this break Indeed Just Kill Me Also the Warner Brothers are they like just a couple of brothers who are really good at warning people about what's coming? Is that anything? It, it, we'll cut. We'll, we'll cut that. Yeah. 
and welcome back to Steamy Potential, <laughs> yeah. uh, where we discuss great ideas for terrible TV shows or terrible ideas for great TV shows. You make, you decide. You, the Never listener, quite nailed down the tagline. Yeah, no, nah. yeah. I mean, we mix and match your own. We barely got a name, all. so yeah. It's about TV show ideas. We pitch them. Yeah, we plot them. Some are great. Yeah. Some are less than great. Uh, yeah. And it's hard well, to you know, know because you don't know what's going to get made. <laughs> no. Exactly. Speaking of not getting made, what have you got for us? Thank you. Uh, this TV show idea uh, is called Lottery. Mm-hmm. Present them. Bunny Maple. I'm running out of names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Severely bad. <laughs> and animals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny Maple. Wins $100 million in the lottery. He decides to give each member of his family $10 million. $10 million to his brother, his sister and her husband, to his mother and his father and his father's second wife. I want to make it clear that the sister and her husband and like the father and his second wife, they get $10 million to share, not $10 million each. Okay, that's good to know. The remaining $60 million he keeps. He gives the money to them with the specific clause that they not, must not tell anyone that he won the lottery or that they received a large portion of that money. But word gets out. Mm-hmm. Their worlds become rocked. Relationships start to crumble. People become uncomfortable around him and his wealth. They expect him to pay for everything. The money also starts to unravel Bunny's family. His brother, a promising doctor in training, starts to gamble, drink, take drugs. He slacks off and soon up, ends up in debt. His brother-in-law becomes emasculated by the generous offering and begins to lash out. His mother goes into a weird religious sect. His dad and his dad's wife are totally cool, though. Watch how money destroys people. Bunny must undo the bad and get rid of the money. But is it too late? Lottery. So, Phenomenal. Yeah, so this this television show yeah it, it, basically you get to watch these these how how money affects different people and i guess it, mm. it kind of spawned from i was i did have a dream that i won the lottery and 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 i was thinking about like how like that would i feel like it would it would change if people knew you were mega rich it would mm. change how you how people treat you yeah you know especially if like if, if i won the lottery <laughs> if i won like a hundred million dollars well then that's literally you know, ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand four dollars that I currently have. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, like it is a rev- and and probably as you know more than all my friends have as well. So like, yeah. Then all of a sudden, like ah, like you know, you go out to the the pub and even just like people are like, well, you should just buy all the drinks. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's is like- fine, but then also that choice is kind of taken away from you, right? Yeah, like, okay, it would, of course, change the broad perception I would have of you, Nick, you know, being laptop Nick, as we all call you down at the police station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would also change the perception, like, just the day-to-day, as you say, like, going out, like, if I ever n- had to buy a dinner and I went out with you, I would be just furious. Like, that, I would be yeah. offended if you didn't offer to buy everything you know, in any occasion. Yeah, of us spending time. Together. Yeah, exactly. Like, it be, it would be outrageous for me to like. Yeah, yeah. especially it'd almost be like to the level of like if I wanted to, you know, like 
well, I mean, this is a test of the friendship, really. Like, if I wanted to fly to Australia and just hang out with you, I'd be like, get me a ticket. Like, why do you... You have so much money that it doesn't even mean anything to you anymore. Spend a lot of it on me. But, but this is the thing, right? Because, like, you know, say, like, a, like an overseas ticket, which, yeah. like, say, return flights to America is, I mean, it's more at the moment, but, you know, on any normal year... You know, it was somewhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars. Yeah, which is yeah. like a which significant. Is like a chump change. Well, <laughs> yeah, but his chump change to yeah, hundred million dollars. But like, you know, to me, it's like, yeah. well, I got to save up for that. Like, that's yeah. going to take yeah, yeah. time, and deal. then like I do that, and then I won't be able to do something like that for a long time while I hmm. build those funds up because then also I got to pay for things again. So yeah, like. <laughs> You know, I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. They just fly me over. You have a hundred million (laughs) dollars. Yeah. You, yeah. Cause like you can buy, you could probably buy a plane ticket once per minute for the rest of your life and you wouldn't really make a dent in this, in this nest egg. No. So maybe, and that, but that'd be exhausting if all your friends are constantly messaging you for, not that they probably, that's going to get awkward after a while if just people, asking you to buy them shoes and shit <laughs> so i think you've you've got the right idea which is just like you take 100 mil you give all your friends a mil each you give all your family members like 10 mil each and then you're like i'm out like don't ask me for anything yeah this is your this is like your uh, pocket money and also like don't tell anyone that mm. you know you can you can enjoy the money and security but you know you can't flaunt it and yeah you know don't and I think you'd be wise not to tell anyone because <laughs> it would just it would destroy you. Um, yeah, destroy. I I do believe it. Would, yeah, it'd destroy your relationships. For like, yeah, yeah, yeah I think it would. Uh, in fact, that itself is already a plot point in Nine Perfect Strangers, the new Moriarty. Oh, really? Movie with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, um, and it's exactly right. Which they, yeah, no spoilers. Um. That's our that's our, our our podcast motto. We do not spoil from now on. I mean, most of the other episodes <laughs> we've ruined something. Yeah, uh, half sorry, half spoilers. Yeah, some spoilers. That's our motto. There'll be some mm. spoilers. Like I I get like a a Brewster's Millions vibe from this. Did you ever see that movie? No. This is um, a guy who's he inherits. Let's whatever hundred million dollars, and he's the the stipulation of the inheritance is that he has to like go out and spend I don't know ten million of it in um, like a week to like teach him how exhausting it is to spend money. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's I mean it's from like the eighties or something. Um, it's a real classic. Eighty five. Yeah, it's a goodie. Great. Um, but is that I mean is that kind of Partly the premise where he has to get rid of it, he has to spend it, or is that is it a no, no, not at all. It's is a bit of a mystery. It's so he wins. How he's going to get rid of it? He, no, he just oh, all right, I see. Like how he's going to like try and give this money away, and also I think yeah. I, I think the main thing is just kind of trying to like repair the the damage causing to his his family. Like he's given them mm. all ten million dollars, and it's it's. Unraveling them, and and, and 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 some of these, like like you know, I said the brother ends up in more debt than like you know. You imagine getting ten million dollars, and then six months later, you're like in debt. 
<laughs> yeah. Which which apparently yeah. is is not uncommon for people who win the lottery. Um, yeah, it's funny. We were talking about this a couple of days ago, Ali and I. Like, the, yeah, exactly. As you say, people who are used to not saving and just spending frivolously end up doing exactly the same thing when they have a lot of money. And so you kind of revert back to your yeah. your assumed level of of lifestyle or whatever. Well, and it's not, you know, there, there was a case of, of a guy, a British guy who won the lottery that I read about. And now he works as like, he's like, I think he works like, he's a lollipop guy now um, because he mm. got like into these habits, like habits. He like bought all these, he said he's, he spent all this money on like, basically he gambled most of it away. He got pretty heavy into like cocaine and like prostitutes. Mm. And he like bought like stupid shit, like jet skis. And then just, uh, yeah, you know, and then, and then, then ended up in like a whole bunch of debt, lost his job. And now he's just kind of like clawing his life back together. It's like, whoa, (laughs) you know, this, this thing is like ruined you. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely ruined you. And yeah, I mean, when you're not, it's not because it's not, it's not income. It's not reliable income. It's not like this is my lifestyle. This is like, this is once off, (laughs) which it's, which yeah, it can be yeah dangerous. And is dangerous. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, so that's like, that's the brother. Then you've also got, um, like, you know, other people respond to money weirdly, you know, having lots of money and then become very religious because I think there's like this kind of weird guilt or like trying to understand why you would be so lucky, <laughs> mm. um, which, which does happen. And people kind of like, I don't mm. know what to do with my life and this money now. And then you get these... <laughs> religious sects that really kind of they prey on that right <laughs> like ah bigger invoice you, you think of kind of like a scientology thing sure where like they would yeah they're chasing the successful famous people yeah they're big time i mean part of that might be a tax haven but um right but i think part of that is yeah well that's a cool idea that maybe she even starts a church or something oh to like, or like later down the line, it turns out, yeah, like everyone thinks she's the victim and it turns out like she's was the most clever with the money and has like avoided being taxed because she put it straight into some uh, church thing that conspiracies. That's great. You're like watching all these other people unravel, but she's actually yeah. fucking sorted it out. She's got a big plan. ABC. Always be conspiracies. Always be conspiracies. That's very fun. Mm. That's very fun. And then, um, and then the dad is... Totally. Like he's used to being rich or he's just like a bloody... It just doesn't um, affect him at all. Rob dog. <laughs> yeah. He's just a rob <laughs> yeah. dog. It just, just kind of bounces yeah. off him. He's like sweet, but like still just lives his life like the same. Yeah. Kind of like and now he can have caramel syrup in his coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like, yeah, right. I'll yeah. like... And like he normally would buy coffee. For, he'd be just down at the cafe and he's like, yeah, I'll get you coffee, mate. Don't worry about it. And people wouldn't bat an eye, yeah. but he's just doing it more yeah. often now. Yeah. Yeah. And because I, I do believe that those people exist as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That, you know, people that wouldn't touch the money at all. Yeah. And people that just, yeah, yeah would just carry on and someone would inherit it from them when they pass away. Mm. Is, yeah. Oh, kind of a, mis- a Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Like he buys everyone a, a, <laughs> like a Ferrari. Corvette. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, it is a Ferrari. They're all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like there's those people for sure, and then there's also the mm. like the like yeah the kind of the emasculated the like the sister husband duo and getting funny about and you know that funny feeling of when someone 
gives you something very generous and then you like feel uncomfortable and awkward about it. Hmm. And, but then imagine if that was like, you know, it was like when someone like buys you a birthday gift and you're like, ah, oh, that's really nice. And like, I didn't like yeah. expect you to do that for me. And then you like feel awkward about them, but then you want to be like really nice to them, but then extrapolate that to being given $10 million. And I think you'd end up like resenting them. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I never uh, hadn't thought of that. Wait, so is he emasculated because it's kind of his wife that's got the money, or just that his brother-in-law has just thrown it at him? And yeah, like, I think so. I think I like kind of. Yeah, I think he's kind of maybe this guy that's got this like gender normative view of the world, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like he's, you know, maybe he like his like he's working to you know, in his way to yeah. provide for his family. But now he's like, I don't need to work <laughs> to provide anymore. Yeah. Like you've just kind of taken away what I was. Yeah. And I didn't have a part of it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just, you gave me $10 million and now I don't know what to do. And. Right. Like he's maybe a builder. Yeah. And he's like halfway through building a house for his wife. And then the money comes in and like he gets home from work one day one day and the house is like finished. She's like hired a hundred guys, all big strong boys, to finish the house. Yeah. Or like and or like they she decides that they might as well get a bigger house. Yeah. Like, well, like <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you've they been finished the house this. and there's also a second, much larger house <laughs> like, next to it. Well that's great, but we don't need to live in this shithole when we can like pay for <laughs> this the is best. dog's house now. <laughs> this, is, this dog house. This piece of shit that you almost finished is dog house. Thanks for building dog house. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try. I've got a better house here. Um Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like it's kind of a nice character study in, in uh, yeah, in all these different ways that people react to money. Especially, like, money is... Well, I, I don't know if it's historically been this way, but, like, definitely nowadays, it's so... You've got to be so careful about how you talk about money, right? Like, you've got to be... You either can't talk about it, or you if you do talk about it, you sort of have to sound like you don't have enough of it. You know, you don't want to, like, go around bragging that you've got lots of money, but also you don't want to... Uh, like, there's this thing, <laughs> poor mouthing. Where did I hear that from? Maybe there's another podcast where people, you know, always talk about how poor they are. And, like, that gets annoying. It's like, well, you're not starving in the third world. So yeah. there's kind of no right way to talk about money or to, like, have a relationship with money. And that's just when you're a normal person. But if you've got, like, $10 million from nowhere, then that's just going to drive some really interesting psychology, right? Yeah. Oh, so I, this is cool. And it, Yeah, it is. And, and money, yeah, money is... Very, <laughs> it does. It affects it all, and like a money stress, like financial stress, is like mm. you know one of the worst stresses. <laughs> yeah, that feeling of, of and yet ironically, like if you have no financial stress, do you have a reason to get up in the morning? Like, wouldn't you just like lose any sense of motivation or like initiative to? You don't need a job anymore. You don't need to think. You don't need to try hard. You don't need to be creative. You just live life as a game yeah like and then maybe you just become worried you know maybe then the game becomes just living as long as you can (laughs) you're like well (laughs) fuck i don't want to die now (laughs) yeah yeah i gotta i gotta enjoy this money by i guess getting a bunch of coffee or whatever (laughs) yeah i don't know is that bunny i mean the main character is 
clearly is a is a clever person because he sort of dished out the money in a careful way, sort of set it up so that it gives the best opportunity for his family to to remain anonymous with it, and yet obviously his family fuck it up. But do how does he handle it? Is he like the really the protagonist? Just does it? He's like a saint with it, or does it fuck him up too? Well, I think his main deal is that he is kind of aware what's happening to his family and I mm. think feels responsible for for it, for them, mm. for what's happening. Um, yeah. I don't think that he's like holier than thou. I don't think that he's he's perfect either. I think that money will affect him in some way, in some ways, but then also he's like kind of dealing with the extra guilt and trying to like, yeah, trying to, trying to fucking get, pull his brother, you know, out of his... Whole like his brother's like you know I've spent all this money I'm in debt like I need you to like get me out of this yeah. you know yeah you know and yeah just trying to like repair these relationships and kind of so he's kind of Michael Bluthing all over the place he's, just trying to hold he's, everything he's together Michael Bluthing his pants yeah he's just he's fucking yeah hundred yeah, percent but then equal, yeah and much like Michael Bluth also flawed yeah, yeah yeah and I think like if we can see it if he's meant to be the hero. And he's just always saying how much of a hero he is. But like every episode, he buys like an enormous gold statue of himself. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got to have like, yeah, I got to spend on something. Yeah. So like, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm still a good person. I'm still in touch with the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I might as well have this, you know, uh, absurd diamond plated sex swing or whatever he buys. Yeah, maybe that's his thing. He's yeah. he's blowing a lot of money on sex stuff. Yeah, and because at the at the other day he still has sixty million dollars, <laughs> which is substantially more than the kind of frivolous ten million dollars all of his siblings have. Ten million is, and he, I'll say it again, chump change, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ten million. You can't do like, anything with ten million dollars. I'd burn through that. I'd burn through that in. Well, I looked up recently. You can get a a G six. Or maybe the new there's a new G seven out the jet. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I just called the G six, the uh, Gulfstream seven. I think that's around fifty mil. Um, so that's so he could even buy one. That's of those. quite a bit of money. He could actually buy one and and have change. Well, Bunny could, but the rest of his crew couldn't. The rest of them came up. No, and that's and how you know. It's you, not I guess a lot you need a pilot. Yeah. How rich yeah, are true. you? Are you fucking jet plane rich? <laughs> Mm. Can you buy? And it? if you can afford the jet plane, can you afford the pilot? Do you buy the pilot outright? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or do you have to like? Is it a subscription service? I mean, you certainly don't want to put it on credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. pilots depreciate the minute up. you fucking sit on them. <laughs> That's true. You don't want a new pilot. As soon as you go inside the pilot, <laughs> it is worth half the value for when you purchased it. <laughs> yeah, the minute you get on the pilot's shoulders and walk it out of the pilot lot, <laughs> it's half price. It's no longer. Yeah, yeah, you better the have... wear and tear. <laughs> Not to me, well, especially the tear on this pilot. <laughs> yeah. Once it's stretched out, it's, I mean, you can blow dry it, but it's never gone back to like its original yeah, yeah, yeah. tightness. No. You'll never get the paste back into that pile. No. It just, it doesn't, you lose that smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a particular cologne that the pilot shop put on their pilots, just kind of dab it under their chin, that they you can only get there. And they'll put a little bucket, like a bottle in his like 
breast pocket. But once you've run out, <sighs> that's all you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I lo- yeah. That new pilot smell is... Mm. It's coveted. Mm. It's most certainly coveted. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you know about it, actually, because, you know, I didn't know you could afford a pilot. I've I've smelled it. I've smelled it uh, three or four times on my pilots, and I highly recommend it if you have the means. <laughs> you have a fleet of pilots, do you, mate? Mm. So where were... Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> what, are we to- what are we talking about here? Um, well, pilot. Yeah, we're talking about pilots, baby. We are. Full circle. Mm-hmm. So, that's delicious. And how? What's has it end? Is it like? Is it a mini series? They all kind of like he kind of wraps it up and and everyone loses their money. Or does this thing keep going? You know, got legs. I, I would like. I'd like no more than like eighteen episodes. Okay. Um. Yeah, like a three season. That's thing. humble. Um. Yeah. Just a humble. If they could just give me 18 episodes, that would be great. Mm. If I could just get that from you, please. Mm. It's the least I could Netflix, do. that'd be fine. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I really, I think, like, tell tell the stories, but don't don't stretch it out. Don't, mm. don't, don't filibuster. Just really kind of watch the unraveling. Those who get yeah. redeemed get redeemed. Those who are too far gone, and maybe they get redeemed in their own ways. Like the brother who was going to be a doctor, you know, maybe he just he ends up now like he doesn't fulfill that, and he can't get mm. jobs or anything like that. But he can, you know, he can still live the life of a normal person, just not, yeah. I guess, as he imagined. Um, you know, maybe your family will break up. Mm. That's well. That's fine. Yeah, the other thing is, I think maybe for Bunny as well, like he's like, I think the testing, the trying thing for him is that while he's got this, also as he stipulated when he gave out, this is one thing I forgot to mention, when he gave out 60 million, he said mm-hmm. the rule is you can't tell anyone. Yeah. Or you have to give it back. Oh. So someone's told as well. Okay. So there's a mystery here so of, of who told. bit of a mystery of who told. And, you know, because like I said, like for Bunny as we discussed kind of at the start of this um, episode discussion, is that, you know, all his friends are like, like, well, you should be paying for things now. Like, you know, like, it's mm. like his friendships are becoming like trying and... Yeah. And yeah, people okay. are like perceiving so, him to be an asshole. But why, why did someone tell? Was it just like, they've all got their reason that they could have told? I think... And it's a kind of... Someone's bragged. Agatha Christie. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, either someone's been high on coke and bragged or the mother said it to like a priest in confession or like the dad was just down at the pub and just like didn't think it was a big deal and like started throwing money around to buy everyone caramel macchiatos at the pub yeah and yeah okay so they've all got like a reason they could have done it that makes sense that's kind of fun yeah yeah where it goes don't know but uh mr netflix nor should you know nor should you know if you want to know, uh, yeah, simply you're gonna uh, have to pay for it first. Message us at Steamy Potential. I think it's I think it's a home run. Thank you. Shall we take a break? Let's take a break, and then maybe we'll come back with enough time for a super mashup. Well, well, hmm. we'll be back. Also, the Warner Brothers are they like just a couple of brothers who are really good at warning people about what's coming? Is that anything? <laughs> we'll cut. We'll we'll cut that. Yeah. Welcome back to Steamy Potential. Uh, we are almost out of time because we talked about those two, the lottery mm-hmm. and uh, just kill me, just kill me. Yes. Um, 
uh, we discussed those for for long time, long time. Mm. So we love it. And uh, so what we like to do when we kind of run out of time, and it's also fast becoming uh, less of a just in case and more of a pretty always in case consistent (laughs) consistent feature uh, is we do a super mashup that's where we suggest two uh, IPs two uh, piece of intellectual properties uh, and we kind of smooch them together in a crossover TV show idea Mm -hmm. Um, you know we've had uh, previous ones such as I think there was like Sherlock Holmes and Godzilla you know if they teamed up to solve crimes Uh, I think we had uh, Bilbo Baggins and Superman Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorite, which was Rocky, and yeah, so young Rocky, Rocky and yep, young, young Rocky, Sheldon, um, yes, teaming up in high school. Uh, and it's time for another one. Uh, so I, what we're going to do here is we're just going to each name one character and then uh, try and mush them together. Mm-hmm. So Dan, you want to give us your character? Yes, it's. Hmm. It's the the Sackler family who produced, uh, who owned Purdue Pharma, who produced opioids and were recently found to be extremely guilty of covering up how um, addictive opioids were and were one of the huge causes of the opioid crisis in the world. That's my character. Okay, that your character is that entire family. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, I'm sensing a family theme in this episode. So anyway, great. That's, that's them. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, uh, mine's going to be Roger Federer. <laughs> <laughs> great. The Swiss <laughs> tennis player. Potentially the nicest time. man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, so they, I mean, they probably know it, like... Well, I don't know where the Purdue, the, the Sackler family are from. Let's let's say that they're European. The Sackler I family really ha- would have no way of knowing. Um, they could also be. They're American. They're American. That's a shame. Um, let's. Uh, hmm, how do we do this? The I Sackler mean, family. Yeah. Yeah. Take me there. No. Oh, yeah, let's, let's let's just draw the lines between. Okay, so Sackler family, uh, yeah. inventors of OxyContin. Uh, biggest ep- uh, creators of the one of the biz- biggest epidemics in the United States, and mm-hmm. has also pretty much leaked into the rest of the world. And the world's nicest tennis player, mm-hmm. <laughs> and most famous tennis player. Um, okay, Sackler family, disgraced family, need mm-hmm. to uh, hitch their wagon mm-hmm. to the nice train to the nice train of Roger yeah. Federer, yeah. who. Is hit him forty, hit forty. Uh, he's down and out, but somehow they're going to help each other. Roger's going to get back into the bloody court, and the Sackler yep. family are going to uh, ride that PR train. Okay, so so they okay, yeah, they need a rebrand, right? They need a reimage um, of the oxycotton. Uh, <laughs> I can <laughs> smell where this is going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Roger so, Federer's sore knees. Go on. Yeah. Well, it, basically, they promise Roger Federer a insurmountable amount of money um, because, of course, he's broke. Because, as we all know, Roger Federer is a huge booze hound and he is down and out and he wants to make a comeback. 
So they brand Oxycontin as something that Roger Federer takes when he plays tennis. And basically the whole first season, I think, just runs on um, footage of Roger Federer. (laughs) Yeah, just like (laughs) swaggering around on the tennis court, just like falling over, but completely immune to pain. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like the kick-ass of tennis. Yeah, yeah, he's he's playing and he's like, I got no knee pain right now, <laughs> even because I can't feel. I'm a not even aware thing. of knees <laughs> of my knees. Uh, and he's doing so well in tennis, but his body is is about to fucking shatter. Yeah, yeah, but he like, but because he's on oxy, which bizarrely, if you look it up in like the the tennis. Federation rules, you're allowed to be on Oxy. You know, you're not allowed to be on steroids, not allowed to be on, on any kind of performance enhancer, but you're allowed to be on pain relief. Everyone's on Oh, pain yeah. Relief. Especially because it's, it's not going to help you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it turns out it helps him because he figures out how to make the most, like, sacrificial dives of all time. <laughs> and he has no skin left on his front. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, he picked a clay court. As the first series to to test it out, <laughs> and it is grating away at his skin, <laughs> and that clay is getting into the wounds and yeah. causing massive infections. But it's okay; but, don't worry about Raj because no, can't feel still a super thing. Nice. He can't feel anything, and his famously large nose is now worn down to a nub. <laughs> yeah, if anything, he looks better. And the Sackler yeah, family, yeah. Uh, who's uh, just the world is. Uh, Horrified at watching the <laughs> nicest man in tennis <laughs> get destroyed. destroyed. <laughs> yeah, this family are just walking into places <laughs> and just fucking destroying people's lives. They think they can solve everything with us, <laughs> and it turns out most things, yes, but not their branding issue. No, yeah, Roger. Roger feel. I mean, Roger still feels the best he's ever felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, he does pass away at the end of season one, and then they have to get Ryan Reynolds as the new face of of their family. I guess, I guess, I guess at this time Roger becomes the dad. The dad steps down as th- as the dad of the family. <laughs> Roger becomes the new dad, right? Uh, and because they've had to do so much reconstructive surgery to his mm-hmm. face, yeah, uh, he does look kind of like that dad now. Yeah, he's aged well beyond. I mean, he's only forty. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's done." I mean, he's forty because he's an athlete. Yeah, he might be close to retirement, yeah. but the man is forty. <laughs> you know, he's halfway through his life. So, but he it's looks amazing. seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the oxy, got a bunch of diamonds put into his face. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Bad guy in James Bond. Well, they're rich. They're rich. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah. If you're gonna, if they can put a diamond somewhere, they'll they'll put it there. Mm. Um, so this, and this this mashup is then just becoming watching the Sackle family hitch again. their wagon to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to different people again and yeah. again in an effort to uh, <laughs> and just destroying lives. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just a series of nice guy and nice girl celebrities that they destroy in different ways in their own particular field. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think First, the Sackler family, we should be on their side, right? I think we should get into the dynamics of their family. And, and they just, they want the best. They want to make everyone numb. <laughs> They've always wanted to make everyone numb. 
<laughs> yeah, ironically, uh, this TV show funded by the Sackler family. Yeah, is, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be paid is, somehow. It's met, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and we just watch them try and make but they the also, world a little bit more numb. They still only pay in Oxy. So that's <laughs> yeah. the only payment we as writers and the producers. Yeah, it's a very yeah. numbly produced. And that's why the writing just fucking takes a dive after, <laughs> yeah. after the first line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're kind of right in a mumbled way. I don't even know how it's possible. Fade in. Roger Federer wakes up in the morning and starts to make a smoothie. And then, like, <laughs> he's just... <laughs> and he just feels real like, good. Then he's like... And then, like, he's just fucking... Like, he's just doing good at tennis, man. <laughs> then he's just uh, chilling. <laughs> and he's and just, he's, like, feeling so good. Man, he's just... He's having a good day. And, like, this family... <laughs> and this family's pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And um, like he's wearing like a <laughs> nice watch. He's always wearing a nice watch. Yeah, he's pretty good. And then yeah. we get the actors in, and Roger Federer's like, "Okay, so I'm standing over here, guys. I don't know about this, <laughs> but like, I'll do it if you want me to do it. I'll do it because it's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's never been totally clear to me in these mashups. Is it the actual? character who's playing himself <laughs> or herself <laughs> is this is it the Sackler family and Roger Federer as themselves or are we allowed to give them sort of poetic license and uh, hire a professional actors. actor <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah I'm not sure I'm really sure how this segment yeah, works um, thank you for joining us for our 13th episode yeah Christ um, keep your eyes out we're going to be making a book as well Mm. Uh, with these, with these b- delicious ideas, mm. uh, great coffee table book. Uh, include photos of Dan and I, uh, photos of like what we think these movie posters could look like, TV show mm. posters could look like. Lots of fun, fun things. Uh, and once again, if you, if you know someone who would like this podcast, please tell them. We're trying to grow. Um, you know, it's we're in our infancy right now. We'd love um, for people to listen. And if you have any ideas, get in contact with us at Steamy Potential Podcast on Instagram. That's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, Yeah. nothing more to add. You've nailed it. Thanks for just being a really good professional friend. And And right back at you next week. All right. Bless. Bye. Also, the Warner Brothers. Are they like just a couple of brothers who are really good at warning people about what's coming? Is that anything? We'll cut, we'll, we'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs>